All right. So, obviously, he knows you longer than me. Right. We're bringing him up. Sadly. You've got, you've got your book written. Yep. And you're looking to push this thing out pretty hard, fast, and furious. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, you know, I want to do some podcasts with people who know me from different parts of my life. So, like you said, Craig, there's the book, but the book doesn't get everything. No. You know, there's a bunch of other things that happen in my life. And, you know, this is a way for me to add a little bit for people to see behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, one of the things we were talking about before is if I'm able to share my story with people, it gives them a taste of, of what that would be like. Well, I mean, it's, I think Matt said it best when he said, if, if anything gives a little bit of light to that one person, then you've done your job. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Well, I'll ask you a question, Craig. What was your favorite part of the story? Yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> well, like he said in the part that where we didn't record that we thought we were recording, but we didn't. You have a lot of you actually know a lot of the stories and the yeah. background of things because you two were tight. And for those that are maybe all right, so for those that are catching up on the pod, if this is a podcast or it gets on a website, yeah. But then to understand I met you through Matt. Right. And, and Matt and I have been friends since high school. Yeah, so you two are very – I mean, you got a history there. Yeah. I feel bad for you. I think you might need therapy now and then. <laughs> yep. Him. But moral of the story is that, you know, I didn't know you until Matt introduced me and brought you right. to here to my house. And for some So what I'm you, hearing is I'm one hell of a conduit. <laughs> you a can connection. Make sure yes, you can. And, <laughs> you got a shitty grin on your face right now. I look at him. And, 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 Very and proud I, of and himself. That, and the yeah, last thing I want to do is listen. The last thing I want to do is fluff that that that. What things, um, <laughs> listen, you don't want what's, what's that bird here? with the big feathers? Peacock. I don't want to I'm fluff. I'm gonna be strutting down here like a tom turkey pretty soon. You keep on fluffing my feathers. <laughs> I, I, just think, I don't want to fluff up Mr. Peacock's feathers here, but for him to bring you to here to my house now. I mean, if for him to for to have the history with you that he has, for him to introduce me to you, I felt lucky. And then I got to learn more about you through the book. And I think it's worth reading. I think it's worth knowing. Um, so said what your favorite Matt, part was. I have a feeling Matt's going to laugh about it and say some things to it. But, <laughs> but the, well, he's before lucky. you go too far, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you uh, and. and you I'm going to work, work real hard at paying Alex a compliment. I haven't read the book. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but I would say, you know, he's one hell of a person to know regardless, just from knowing him over the years. And somehow you went dead screen. <laughs> no, I'm back. Yeah, my battery's running low. That's the one compliment. I'll take it. Right and now, that battery. The next thing that comes out of my mouth will be a smart ass comment. <laughs> right. Follow it up quickly with something smart ass. So, Craig, we're waiting. Your favorite? I thought we're waiting for Mr. Smart ass comment. No, 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 no. We don't need it. We we can all imagine what it's going to say. But you're in the hot seat, uh, Craig. What was your, maybe not even your favorite part or the part where you had questions or um, were like, where did this come from or anything like that? Honestly, to me, the thing I liked the most was your willingness to throw all caution to the wind. And it, it's hard to explain other than the fact that, like, you were – like, the first trip to Cairo, 
you had yeah you, you even said yourself in a book nobody knew where you were going you had nobody yep. nobody knew how to get a hold of you for all we knew you you could have been gutted and left in the street nobody even know yeah it's the middle of the night and i'm going through the airport and the arabic that i learned in school was nothing like the arabic they speak in cairo yeah. you know so i'm learning basically medieval arabic and they speak like you know what you would speak on the streets of any major city you know right. and I get outside and this guy picks me up. He doesn't speak English. I don't speak the kind of Arabic that he speaks. And then I just hop in this car and I'm like, I don't have any fucking idea where I'm going or what's going to happen to me. When I wake up the next morning, I have no idea where I'm at. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have no phone, no SIM card, no nothing. That's, so. that's pretty brazen. I mean, it's pretty ballsy. I go back on the common theme I kept seeing in the book was I'll go. Yeah. Term I see and, I think it's part of it is, I mean, everywhere you went, you was, I'll go. Someone posed something to you, gave you an option, I'll go. Yeah. And, you know, it's like looking back, I I don't think I realized that, that that's how I was, you know. It was just, I was just, it was an impulse. You know, I was talking with John yesterday, and it, it was like really impulsive for me to just follow whatever path was out there, you know? Um, Can I ask this? Yeah. Any possibility that because of other things in life, that was a little bit of a self-destruction? You know, I, yeah, I think that's a, a good question. It's definitely something that I've, I've thought a lot about, like, what you know, when of, I asked that, I asked that question because I've known you so long. Yeah. And I'm throwing you under the bus a little bit. Not, not, I, you know, one of the things I don't want to do is come across like, you know, the whole time I knew exactly what I was doing. I was totally in control, like, because that's not true. So, I mean, I think it's a good question. I don't think it's throwing yeah. me under the bus at all. I mean. Well, I, I think it's like a harder question, like, you know, for the topic of a podcast and introducing the book and who you are. Yeah. I think that's a legitimate question you would need to answer to people. Like, oh, yeah, I get the whole, you know. I'll go and like being the stand-up man, but also knowing your history, how much of that was some instinctive self-destructive behavior? I would say, was I running away from something or was I running towards something? You know, was I, you know, and I start off the book, the first chapter is about Afghanistan, you know, some really bad day that I had. And then the next few chapters go through my childhood. And a few people have said, why do you put your childhood stuff so early? You know, why don't you wait until you get more into the story and then fill people in so that it's not right there in their face right away. And actually, as I think about it, I want the reader to ask the question they're asking, Matt. I want them to say, wait, is this guy running away from a terrible life? The only reason he keeps going from one dangerous thing to the next is because he is running away from however he grew up is that what's going on or is this person really like driven by passion and trying to save the world as he says he is? It's not a question that I asked myself when I was living my life. Like when I was living, I never thought to myself, I'm just trying to run away from things. But you know, when 2012 and 2013 came around and I was starting to sort of lose control that's when I started asking myself, like, what the fuck am I doing? Why the fuck am I doing this? Like, what's really going on? 
So it's a good question. And actually, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think I want the reader to ask that same question. Well, and I, and I agree. I, I like, I like having it up front and in your face. Cause I think the first couple chapters I read, I was fucking furiated. <laughs> what you went with. I think you yeah. and I through our text message, you can agree with that. Yeah. It's funny. One of my other buddies, uh, you know, the person I've known. So I've known Matt the longest, uh, my other friend who I've known second longest, he just started reading it. And I think I sent you a text, Craig, you know, he yeah. said the exact same thing. He's like, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? And just, and, and another interesting thing I was talking to Jeremy about this is it's like, I've moved on from that, right. That anger at my stepdad. And so it actually, I mean, it's, it's probably sounds really weird, but I was surprised at how angry you were Craig and how angry yeah. my other friend was because it's, it's, I mean, it's always part, you know, it will always be a part of me, but in a lot of ways, like I've moved on. I'm not one of those people who's like, you know, my parents screwed me up and that's why I'm screwed up. You know, it's like, I own my being screwed up in whatever way it is, you know, but it was really f- interesting that, um, it evoked so much negative energy. And for me, it was really just about, like I said, I mean, like I said, I didn't even think about this until Matt said it, but it, I really want the reader to to walk with me from the beginning, right? And, and eventually, they'll be in a position to ask the questions that I ask of myself in real life. You guys still got your drinks ready? Oh, my drink uh, I, I got a big old chew in my mouth, so I'm not drinking right this second. I could see him thinking, so I was giving him a little bit of a pause. because I guess he's <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking. I'm just listening to your horse shit you're putting out there. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll make sure I cut that part. Okay, next. What do you want to say? No, no. I, I'm, I'm saying horse shit. I mean, to break your balls. Yeah, yeah. But. I mean, you could say I, horse shit, Matt, but, like, what do you really think? I, there's probably more in the book that you, you you probably laid out more in the book than you have in person to me. And yes, that's for sure. I get that because it's always harder to have a conversation when there's an immediate feedback and that there's the possibility of judgment, direct judgment. Well, that's not it. I mean, sorry. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think you're inherently a doer, but I think you may have been thrown down the path by being wronged by the household you grew up in. And yeah. you may have ultimately come to a goal, but it may not have necessarily started out in the most pure way. I think, you know, personally knowing you, maybe the destructive nature was a little bit more at play than you want to to admit. And that's what I'm kind of con- – I'm listening to you. I'm yeah. listening to your bannering with Craig. Yeah. I'm being quiet, trying to analyze everything you're saying. Well, it, it makes me think of two things. One is you said, um, you know, you're right. I There are things that happen, like the details of me growing up. I've – I don't talk about with anybody, but it's not because I um, am worried about the reaction, like, um, or how people, like, I don't think about how people will think about me, right? The reason I don't talk about it is because it's so, I've not even thought about this. What I'm about to say is like, it's just coming into my head 
because, you know, just a little earlier, I said, I've moved on from that, right? Like, I don't, you know, blame my parents and say, oh, they treated me badly. So that's why I'm all screwed up. Like, that's how I feel. But the reason I don't talk in detail about how I grew up or, you know, the bad days I had in Iraq or in Afghanistan is because I get emotional. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, me getting emotional means that in some way I'm not over it, you know? So it was a lot easier to write it um, in the book because, you know, I can have all the emotions I need to, but it was in private. You know? Okay. Well, therefore, it still goes back to my statement of instant, you know, like so many make, well, not my past statement, but, you know, instant judgment. When you're writing a book, no one sees your emotional reaction. There's a yeah. veil of secrecy there. Yeah. Where when you're having a conversation trying to explain things to somebody in yeah. person, you know, come on, you've heard me get upset over the phone when I'm trying to explain things to you. Yep. You know, yeah. They're, they're, the veil doesn't exist. Right. No, that's, that's so right. What I'm, what I'm saying is, like that book, you, you probably explain more in the book because you had that veil to where, you know, when you're in person with me, it doesn't exist. So yeah. to me, sometimes when you're saying certain things, yeah, maybe you don't consciously dwell on it, but the person you are has been built upon those shitty events. And I think now you may not always make those decisions because of those shitty events, but the person you are today and don't, I'm I'm saying shitty events, but they could be positive events too, Yeah. but they've created the person you are today. So that goes back into the self-destructive nature or you don't focus on it. The fact of the matter is we've had plenty of phone conversations where, you know, you've admitted to me being tied down in one spot drives you nuts. Yeah. It, your inability to be tied down to one location and have to be have to move about could be construed as a self-destructive nature. Yeah, I mean, you a PhD. Know. What's that? Was he got a PhD? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah opened yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> <Three cred> bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's. He, but he's it's right, though. I mean, that's, that's a little bit that gypsy nature. It's a little bit of a gypsy nature. It's funny because right. it reminds me. All right, my turn. It, it reminds me of a conversation <laughs> I had in Chicago. Right, um, I was in school with someone. We only knew each other for like a few months, and then we became like best friends. We're still best friends. He coaches lacrosse in you know Connecticut or something like that. And when we met, it was right before I went to Iraq. And when I came, you know, one of the times I was home, I, I don't know if it was after Iraq or Afghanistan, I said to him, I was like, man, you know, I never thought that I was going to be, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan and working on all this, you know, in the intelligence community and have security clearance, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, looked at me deadpan. And he's like, I knew the whole time. He's like, from the moment I knew you, I knew. And it, it reminds me of what you're saying, Matt. He's like, I knew you were a doer, right? Like I knew you were, he didn't say gypsy or doer or adrenaline junkie or anything like that but it was something like i knew you were gonna go do stuff like this you know and so there is a part of this where when i was in it i didn't think about why but but it's true i mean there's all these things that happened to me that caused me to do the things i did and not all of it's it's not all like oh yeah i was just motivated by some pure desire to change the world i have a life story that motivated that too 
Well, what's Matt? You said he's a doer. What's your What's your reason for saying he's a doer? What? I mean, I have an opinion to that from the book. But what's your opinion as his friend outside the book? Are you going to make me think again? God damn it! I had that all out of the way. No, uh, why don't you Why don't you say, Craig, and you can give Matt some time to think? No, no, I got it. <laughs> okay. It goes back to you know when we were in high school. He was the guy that was organizing the Bible study. Now, to this day, I, I, I still don't get that whole Bible study thing. But he but was the went. one organizing it. He was pushing the he was the guy pushing guys or people to get involved or go out of their comfort zone with things. And most of that focus on getting somebody out of their comfort zone was me. But then he goes on, and what was it? You you went to Eastern University. Yeah. Yep. And I want to say somewhere in the mix was Cabrini, but I could be wrong. Nah, it's just right next door. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I want to get a degree in this. And that leads you to doing even more. You know, from I've had teachers in high school tell me, well, you're not going to get anywhere. You're dyslexic. That's not much different, you know, in theory to what you went through. Well, you're not going to accomplish anything because right. you had a shit childhood. Right. Well, you went and be, you know, your inherent nature, you kept on, you know, you, you pushed me to come out of my comfort zone in high school. You punt. I remember, I can still ramble off names from that horror story. Really? Of, oh, Jenna, Dominic. He even had an Anthony in there, his Dominic's brother. Yeah. Uh, That's so crazy. you were leading that crowd. You were pushing people, you were the doer in the room. That's crazy. Just hearing you say that is just, I mean, you haven't read the book. So you, I mean, you, you don't know that part of like a big part of this book is about me sort of getting out front and doing, like I just said doing right. Yeah. Doing the thing that I wanted to do and also trying to bring people along with me for God only knows why. Yeah. I, right? I, God only knows why. <laughs> That's so funny. But, now I'm thinking, Craig, your turn to talk. I, no, I'm just gonna sit back and watch because no, you well, gotta no, be the. It's funny because see, I, I know you through Matt, but I know you more through the book. Yeah, but right. To hear and see the firsthand comments. Yeah. Is kind of putting the pieces together, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think about what Matt was saying about you know, it's a good question. Like, why do you want to go back to Norristown? And it just makes me think even more. You know, it's not like I'm the same, but it's like in some ways I've always been this way. There's always been something pushing me, you know. And why do I want to go back to Norristown? It's probably something like it's just who I'm I am. Cut you off. Stop. Yeah. Stop. You want to find the next doer? That's your answer. I, I'm going to owe you like a case of beer or something. <laughs> you got that shitty grin on your face again. <laughs> Wait, you, you know what? You hold for, you that one. I'll forego the case of beer as long as you say, Matt, you're right, and I have another witness. I've never said that before, so I don't know why I would say it. I don't I know why you would say message. that. I still nope. have the text message. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I Although, like, why would you ever say such a such a set of words? <laughs> I have a. Uh, I'm running downstairs because I have to remind Matt that I have something for him from Japan. Oh, really? It's the bottle of sake, and you just mail it my way. Yeah, I'm not mailing it. We're going to drink it together somewhere in the country. 
Oh. One of these days. Yeah. Yeah, you know where we should drink that at Craig's house. Yeah, I agree. We'll make I, it happen the for next once, time. Totally agree with him. <laughs> I do want to hear the story. I want to hear the story of the sake. What's a sake? So the last time I saw him, he was like, "I've never had sake." I was like, "Then we're doing it." And we actually went out to a Japanese place. I don't remember where, um, but they didn't serve any alcohol. And then I was going to Japan right after, so I was like, "I'm yeah, buying a you know a nice bottle of." Uh, sake and we're gonna drink it and that's gonna be your first taste of sake so that sake there is from the rugby in japan yeah yeah yes. i brought it back from japan with me so you know next time and, i'm in philly we're definitely drinking it quite uh, frankly quite frankly i think a nice fire pit yeah would be an appropriate place to drink sake and then cause mischief mayhem <laughs> no i agree it'll i'll definitely bring it with me next time all right this has turned into a really good conversation, I got to tell you. But What's again, I, I go back on a very simple fact is you hit it on the head when we did the, the, the pre-recording, whatever. Yeah. You know, he's he knows the book without having to read the book. He knows me without having to read yeah. the book. So I will tell you. Oh, did we lose him? Looks like we lost him. We'll see if he comes back. Yeah, um, we couldn't have had this conversation without him. I just yeah, texted he, him to see if he can to let him know he, we lost him. He's, hit, he's hitting points that I didn't think of or wouldn't have thought of, honestly. I think, you know, I think in the back of my mind, oh, that's right. He said his phone was uh, was dying, so maybe it died. Yeah, he said it was getting close to dying. Um, you know, in the back of my mind, that's why I wanted to do these podcasts with people who know me, you know, whether or not they've read the book. I mean, most of the people who I do these with probably won't read the book, but. Are like, you offended Matt, by that? No, no, no. You know, I'm not at all. Um, because I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm really not. Um, but. Matt does know me and he knows me in a way like even though he doesn't know all the details from the book he knows me in a way first of all that nobody else knows and in some ways in ways that I don't know myself you know and it's like in the back of my mind I knew that and that's why I wanted to have these kind of conversations he just dove right in oh, he, you know? he hit you he hit you square and I like it you know he probably made me think about three or four things that I haven't even thought about haven't, haven't put together. See, I think he needs to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, cause he's going to be one of your biggest, you know, proponents here. That yeah. Down range. Yeah. Um, he deserves to be part of it. I'm actually really like affected. You know what I mean? Like we're having fun. We're talking, but at the same time, I'm sort of like, well, shit! I haven't thought about my life like that. Making your head, you make your head. It really is, you know. So that's sort of what I'm going through, and probably that's why I've been walking around so much. You know, it's like trying to like put all this stuff together. Dude, but, in the last the last month, our couple of video conversations, you did not move this much. Yeah. But again, I owe him for me to get the insight on your life. To be able to, to be able to sit there that night, you sent me the link and I'm like, are you going to read it? Yeah. And, it, it, and there's, there's no, it, you know, it was email and, and via text. So there's no, um, 
I see somebody's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Looks like an iPhone's joining. There, there, there's no. Um, like, when you talk to somebody in person, you can hear their their their, their voice. You can hear their context. You can kind of what's the word? I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Like the uh, the nonverbals, right? Like when yeah, you, you see can, them, you can have all that stuff. You can rate what they're doing or what they're saying. Yeah. When you sent me that text, and it, even though it was, are you going to read it? You weren't sure I was going to read it. Yeah, for sure. And dude, I dove right into it. You dove right in. He's and, back. Uh, yep, he's back. Um, yeah, sorry, phone died, people. We knew. You no said problem. it was going to die. And so, you know, I talked to about 10 people. I was like, hey, do you want to read this? And they're like, yeah, let me, let me see. I was like, no, man, that is not good enough. I'm like, this is my life story. I put a lot of time and effort into it. I really care about this. If you can't read it, I don't care. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be offended. If you don't have time to read it, you got your own life going on. Don't care. But do not tell me that you're going to read this. And then five weeks from now, I'm like, hey, man, did you read it? And you're like, I don't know. Right. So I wasn't sure that you were going to read it. And you were without a doubt the most enthusiastic. I mean, and I said this, you know, it was like, <clears throat> every, you know, all the questions you asked, all the things you said, it was perfect. When I was writing this story, I was like, I hope somebody asks me this. Like, why did I say it this way and not that way? Why did I put this first? And it's like everything that I thought about, you asked. You were like, why this and why that? And how about this? And what do you think about that? And also you made suggestions, which I wouldn't have thought about, which makes the story better, you know? I mean. Welcome back, Stuart. I want want him to hear. I want him to hear that I made it better. (laughs) You made it better, Craig. I feel more comfortable saying that to you than him, for sure. Well, I'm not worried about it with you. I I would take it the wrong way. Yes. All right. I think we're done. Well, at least with the podcast part. I'm going to hit the stop record button. What do you think? We're going to. That's fine. I think so for now. Greg, yep.